Hey, Beer and Ballet fans, welcome to part two of the conversation with Andreas Heisse. Last time we left him, he chatted about some of his time in Germany doing dance, doing acting, doing all the crazy, amazing things that I'm so excited to continue the conversation about. Just a quick reminder that this was recorded over Zoom, so there are some times where mics will go in, mics will go out. We edited this to the best of our capacity, but hey, we're new to the game. So I hope you're enjoying, I hope you're having a blast this week, and let's get to it. But that's a whole other discussion that maybe we shouldn't open. But but yeah. of course, as for me personally, as a choreographer, it it opened an opportunity to to show work in this time, um, and which is wonderful. And also, many other colleagues and and dancers, choreographers have used you know the digital to to continue working. But there's one thing that I, I think is worth mentioning because I'm such an opponent of all the art being there for free, you know? Yeah. Because you said the struggle is real and people are losing their, you know, they're, they're struggling for existing. And, and that means that to, to create work of quality, as you said, you need the resources, but that also means that as, as dancers, choreographers, creators, we need to earn money. You know, it's as simple as that to to have the resources to create this kind of work. And mm -hmm. so I, I'm very skeptical with with everything being for free because now, you know, an audience also gets used to it and they maybe ask us, why should I pay if I can see this on YouTube for free? You know, mm -hmm. so that poses a big problem, I think, for for the freelance market uh, and the freelance artists. Um, as we do need to keep living on what we're doing. And then I have many friends and colleagues that, that even, you know, uh, have already changed their path, their professional path because of that. And then you lose out on some really incredible artists because again, they just don't have the monetary means to keep going. And it's, and everybody, I want to point out that, you know, in the beginning of this conversation, we've talked about Andreas traveling and going to workshops for acting. Like he wanted to develop his work as a dancer, and not even creator. Like you didn't even step into that world yet. It was being a dancer and having more opportunities. And that that's the real world with dancers is that we, whenever we go on tour, whenever we go to audition for companies, we have to pay for that ticket sometimes. I mean, unless you're with a company that's really doing well money-wise. Mm -hmm. um, so it's tough. And then taking classes, that costs money. Like you, we want to respect those teachers that are paying us, so or paying us, teaching us. I wish they would pay us when we took class, but teaching, <laughs> teaching us. Um, yeah. We want to give where credit's due and, and pay them for their works. So they, they take hours upon hours and also take years to develop a class that's happening and that's some of the backstage stuff that not a lot of people get to see or understand or witness so but hopefully having more of these conversations will bring that to the light a little bit but i just have to say that i think what you're doing is really amazing you know uh, this is also of course why we're here today because i'm so inspired by the work that you're doing um because again and again throughout also my studies now in arts and culture management i come to the conclusion a lot that education seems to be the source of a lot of problems and what you're doing is 
educating people about dance i mean you you inspire them also to to have a different experience but you know finally you 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 educate them what dance is their experiences experience movement uh you know on their own bodies and they learn to appreciate it and and then see it from a different point of view so that that also the value of dance is increasing that way and i think it's such an important work uh and and yeah so i was just i just wanted to put that in because i'm so really inspired and i support this so much what you do oh thank you thanks for saying that i appreciate it and i appreciate you coming and chatting with us too because because this is the work that needs to happen it, it needs to be you know from different countries or different perspectives. And that's what I love, um, Beer and Ballet Crew, I'm giving you a shout out because that's what I love about all of this is that there's different people in the space. There's you know accountants, musicians, brewers <laughs> who are just in the space talking with professional dancers. And it's, it's hearing the stories. Um, I think a lot, of, a lot of connection, we talked about this before too with our, our theater love, is like narrative is so important and, and communication is so important in, a, in understanding fully the understanding the implicit to be explicit. Like I'm explicitly showing you and telling you like, this is, this is how it is for me. And just being open and honest about it, I think is really important for sure. Um, well, I wanted to ask as well, how's it been going creating in COVID? as we're talking about being a little more open <laughs> with our creative process. Yes, I mean, I will be honest with you that in the, when the first lockdown happened almost a year ago, I decided to really take a break. Yeah. I, first of all, I needed it. And second of all, I just wanted to see what happens if I don't think about creating. <laughs> and but then, you know, uh, it was like March, April, May, and, and then came June and, and uh, my very best friend, who's the principal dancer with the Berlin State Ballet, her name is Jolanda Correa. Uh, she wanted a solo for a long time that we've, we've been speaking about it for, for two or three years. You know, there was a particular piece of music that she wanted uh, to dance to. And, and then we said, okay, we have time now. And we booked a studio and you know, we, we started creating this solo, then we created another duet. And, and then all of a sudden I, I went back to this sort of energy and I started creating two other pieces with um, uh, musicians and dancers and singers. Uh, so there was the summer last year was really creative. And then I started my studies and then I kind of do more of, of the creative things and, and all my projects are postponed or canceled. But in a way, it seems also for me organic to, to be in that place right now. And, and I was um, a little averse to forcing myself to, to be visible, if, if that makes any sense. Because mm -hmm. uh, I saw, you know, the struggle for, for some of my colleagues and, and this sort of to put anything out there, you know. And, and, and for me, I was like, I can't do that because somehow it, it, it wouldn't be true to me. So I decided to, to take a little bit of a distance to that. But with the things that I did, and I was lucky enough to, to um, actually premiere two of these works on this digital platform called Flatpak uh, by Trey McIntyre. Uh, so that was really a nice 
a nice encounter and to meet him and we are in discussions for the future. Uh, and, and it felt also right to present it there. So I was happy about that. Yeah, so, so it's been like a, a diff different, different path, but I also, what I said earlier about sort of reevaluating things and, and, and in this time, I'm actually using this time to do that. And, and also the studies give me many, many different insights uh, and again, new perspectives towards my work. And I feel like I need to let this input in at the moment and then later see what I do with it in a creative sense. So in a way it is, yeah, this time of learning and filling my brain and then we see what happens. <laughs> <laughs> and you're touching on it a little bit. You're doing studies. Can you talk a little more about that for some of our listeners? Like what exactly? I, I sort of have been talking about my grad school career so far, but I haven't really dove into like what it means to be studying right now. Um, so can you chat about that a little bit? Yes, this is a, a program in arts and cultural management. It's an online study program uh, that was recommended to me and I've been actually wanting to do this for a longer while. And, and the program, it's a German university called Leuphana in Lüneburg. And they offer this program in English, uh, which was one of the reasons why I took it because most of my work is in English and I wanted that challenge also uh, to get better at the language itself and uh, but also it was attractive for different reasons uh, uh, meaning because it's an online program regardless of of the pandemic uh, so you can do it next to work and they're very flexible for instance if I would have a two-month period of work now I could leave one module and do it later and I kind of like that flexibility um, and at the same time, because of it being online, it's very international. So I get to network with, we have people from Singapore, from, from Abu Dhabi, from Peru, from uh, Pakistan, you know, uh, very different America also, and people of, with different backgrounds and professional backgrounds. So it's super interesting to, to have an exchange with these people. So that was attractive about the program. And and also the main reason why I actually wanted to do it because I, I, I want to, you know, uh, lead my own dance company at some point and needed, I felt like I needed more expertise in the management side and the administrative side. Mm -hmm. So that was actually the purpose of the studies, but, but they're so, I mean, I'm, I'm only almost half a year in, but, but there's so much coming at me that, I need to digest a lot and it, it's just wonderful. I, I'm really loving it. And um, yeah, it's like always, it's never too late to learn something, you know. <laughs> hey, beer and ballet fans, here I am interrupting once again to let you know that we have so many cool things happening on our Instagram page. One in particular is brewski Thursdays. So that's what I'm going to post about my favorite brews that I'm currently drinking or wish I'd be drinking in my time up here in New York. If you have any brewskis that you would like us to try or anyone else to try, you think it needs a post, send it on my way. Either tag me on Instagram, beer and ballet, or feel free to send it to us in an email, beerandballet at gmail.com. Tell us your story with the brewski and I am so happy to support and give a little shout out. So anyway, 
That's just one of the things. Go check us out on Instagram. Find out all the other stuff. In the time being, enjoy the rest of this podcast. Yeah, especially with administration and the arts. It, it's such a thing that we all we all need to know. Um, and I'm starting to dive a little bit deeper into it through grad school too. And it's so much fun. Like, I, I know I'm a math geek, but I love it. It's, it's, <laughs> it's, it's really fun to, and even plan some of the like organizing events and things like that for, for companies too. Like that goes right back into, Hey, I, I got this knowledge now let's experiment with all of these things and, and get people involved with us. Um, so it's super fun. It's really great. Yeah, and in a way, I mean, as an artist today, you have to embody all these different roles anyway, because you are not just an artist, but you're also your own arts marketer. You are changing yourself that you promote your work. We have we have a lot of hats as independent artists, for sure. Yes. yes um, I was reading an article, oh, it was so funny and I was so sad about it because I, I'm, I need to get my Instagram Instagram game up. Um, but there was an article reading that the Instagram is now your new resume. Like if you go for auditions, people will start asking not for your resume, but for your Instagram handle, yes. which is so wild to me. And I was like, crap, I know nothing about Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I need to get into it. But yeah, it, it's so interesting in this ever evolving world, like how we as independent artists have to change with it a little bit. In the speed of the movement also i mean it's just moving so fast it's like one day i understand something and the next day there are two other or three other things that are new you know and then you're like oh <laughs> right yeah and then you try to read all these articles and, and and get all the knowledge in your brain and sometimes it's like i need five seconds let me <laughs> let me just digest it all <laughs> yeah. um well I wanted to ask again, do you, not again, this is the first time I'm asking it. Do you have, this is a huge question too. Do you have a favorite moment within either your dancing career, directing or creating? Um, and this could be right now in your past. Oh yes. I mean, there are, of course there are many, it's difficult to pick, but I have to say that sometimes you have as a dancer, I had the most meaningful moments in the studio. Mm in the process, you know, uh, and of course there were great stage moments too, but the, the very way you kind of understand something or you come close to some sort of essence, these moments happened in rehearsals, uh, you know, um, and as a choreographer, I mean, there, there it's also because every experience is different. You work with different people, you know, and this is also what I like, but if, if I have to pick one, then it would probably be my first story ballet that I created. And that was with the ballet company in Graz in Austria. And it was the story of Sandman by Ethel Hoffmann, um, which is funnily enough connected to, or, or the ballet Coppelia is connected to that or based on that story or parts of it. So it goes back to my first experience with dance that, that kind of excited me about being a dancer myself. Um, so it had several uh, um, connections to that and, and it became meaningful and the company was very, very fantastic to work with, um, very um, excited about the work. They were newly formed with a new director. So everything was kind of in the beginning state. Um, yeah, it was one of my, my absolute favorites. 
Oh, I love that. Um, well, let's go ahead and do, I feel like we have enough time to do it. We do this thing on this podcast. It's called the rapid fire and it's just something fun and silly and great. Um, but it's a good time to make us laugh for the day. So if you're, <laughs> you're ready to try it, <laughs> we can go for Do it. Like, Rick? Uh, well, quick with the answers. It's like first thought, best thought. Okay. And then you can, you can always explain because this, this first question usually needs some explanation sometimes <laughs> with okay. some, of our, some of our guests that we bring in. Um, but here we go. If you're ready for it, what's your second favorite sandwich? Nutella banana vanilla cream. <laughs> Wait, Nutella banana vanilla cream? Yes. <laughs> I love it. I'm trying this today. Oh my God, that's so exciting. How did you get that? <laughs> yeah, that was that goes back to my student time, uh, being a ballet student. And on the weekends, we would experiment with different things. And I have a sweet tooth. So everything sweet, you know, is, is really making me happy. And, and that was just ingredients that we had and we just put them on a sandwich and it turned out fantastically. <laughs> I love when that happens. Oh, I'm trying that. I have to go to the grocery store. I'm trying that today. <laughs> have to. That's so good. Um, what's your greatest fear? Oh, not having chocolate in the house. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. <laughs> having any Nutella to have these amazing sandwiches. Oh, this is, I feel like you've, you've chatted a little bit about this. What was the very first dance you ever saw? Yes. I mean, that was a ballet called La Fille Malgarde. Oh, I that, love that one. Yeah. It's the first memory I have because, you know, as I said, you know, I, I was put in the ballet studio from a very young age because my parents didn't have babysitters. So we were, my brother and I were put in the ballet studio. We watched the ballet class. And I think some of the knowledge or the instinctive knowledge about movement came from watching these things as early as the age of one or two. But the first memory I have of actually seeing ballet on stage was this ballet. And, and I remember that my dad, so my mother was performing and my dad was late and, and we had to run to the theater and it was, there was a thunderstorm. So it was raining and we arrived late, completely soaked, but we sat down and I remember just entering that world of, you know, this beautiful world uh, as a child and thinking, wow, this is amazing. <laughs> oh my God. That's awesome. I feel like we've all had that in our past of trying to get somewhere and it's either you're, you're covered in rain or maybe you have dog hair all over you. Something happens <laughs> where you sit down yeah. and you're like, that was my day. <laughs> right. Um, do you have a favorite dance step? Well, balancing probably currently because there's no space to move. So I'm, I'm really exploring my balance skills. <laughs> That's so smart. You know. I know, and I love the feeling of that control, you know, and, and the feeling, the sort of satisfaction when you're on one leg, you know, on, on what we call, you know, half point, and you just move your other leg, and, and yeah, and, and you're on, you know, as we say. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> you're on, get it. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then do you remember what your first dance was? And this could be like way long time ago childhood if you wanted to, but... Yes, I remember that. And that was also, I must have been five or six. 
uh, with my brother putting on the Nutcracker record and you know dancing one of the numbers of the divertisement and and I remember me being in um, like slippers and going on point. So I was like doing point on my slippers. That's really what I remember. The first thing of myself dancing around. <laughs> was, was slipper point. <laughs> yes. I don't know how I did that. It didn't hurt. I don't remember any pain. <laughs> it's because it's because you're younger. <laughs> it's, if I did that today, I would break my ankle. There's no way. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness I I love asking those questions because even me I think of myself as a child and my mom just being like your first dance was um I don't know if you ever seen the movie Free Willy yes with the whale yeah and and it's the very end when Michael Jackson is singing that song and the whale is jumping over she yes. was like Amber I swear to God you jumped on the table every time and you tried to like do Michael Jackson's music video to the song. <laughs> and I'm just like, I don't know where that came from, but okay. Like, it's, yes. And then it's things of like, you know, if I tried to do that today, I think I would fall off the table because I don't think I could balance like that anymore. <laughs> no, we were much more risk-taking as children. <laughs> we were, we were. <laughs> well, how can our listeners keep track of you? Keep, keep, keep up with you and keep seeing what you're doing. Well, yeah, I mean, one thing is, of course, my website, um, andreas-heise.com or on uh, social media as Facebook and Instagram. Nice. And we'll always, we'll tag everything. So everybody go ahead and look at the links that I put there for you and you can check it out and give support and Thank you so much for coming and having this conversation. I, it just, again, warms my heart that we can make this happen. Yeah, thank you for having me. And I really hope that in the near future, we can also meet personally and I can also meet the beer community over there. Oh my God, I would love it. If we can make that happen, that would be great. And then we can all have Nutella, banana, vanilla cream sandwiches together and just enjoy and our time. <laughs> and a beer, yes. Oh, I love this. We're going to make this happen. It's going to be a real thing. Well, beer and ballet fans, I hope you guys have a wonderful rest of your week. Again, I want to thank Andreas for coming and chatting with us and look forward to more collaborations in the future. And in other words, have a lovely rest of your week. Bye, everybody. Bye.